Mic check. Hello. Welcome. It is Hustle Class Podcast, and it is your boy, Jermaine. And as you can imagine, right now, I am solo dolo. So, um, hope all is well with everybody. Um, Season one was done with my roommate, um, Eon. And, you know, he's transitioned into a new living situation, and so have I. And so, now we've parted ways, so this season two is coming you know, to you, it's just me. So, you know, I'm going to guide y'all through everything and we're going to chat and we're going to talk. And if y'all have any questions and you want to bring up any topics to be discussed, please reach out to me and let me know. You have the contact information for me in the notes for the show um, on all platforms. Now, um, so one of the reasons why I guess um, I was not present last week for this podcast is because I was moving and transitioning and it hasn't been the easiest experience. As you can see, um, the quality of my audio is a little, you know, lower um, because in the movement process, um, my microphone cord messed up. So I have to go to Guitar Center and purchase a new one, um, you know. But, hey, one of the biggest investments you can make is to invest in yourself and, you know, your craft. And so that's what I'm going to do. It's money that is going towards something positive, which is this podcast. And so... Yeah, transitioning to moving has been hectic. Um, it's been financial, to say the least. Um, you know, having to pay for, you know, the uh, the last month stuff um, in your last living, arra- living arrangement while paying for the new stuff in the new place that you're moving to um, can weigh on you financially and monetarily um, heavily. Um, I've spent so much money um on new stuff for the apartment i had to pay my prorated rent and then the first month's rent um you know so i paid for my the rest of june and this july um up front um i also paid you know the security deposit um i started my internet um you know right now my electricity and water is running for this place but i also have to pay for my last month of you know electricity and water for the old place that i'm moving from because you know what i'm saying they have their dates um you know that might be um hard dates where i would have to just pay whatever i had used after a certain point even if it was at the end of the month um so all the costs associated with you know moving stuff also you know sometimes you might need movers or for example i um i have a bed so to move my bed i needed to um get somebody with a truck you know, pay that individual to help me move my stuff. Or I would have had to just get a U-Haul myself or some sort of truck. I rented myself to do it. Um, It was just when I uh, evaluated costs, it was just cheaper to have um, somebody who I knew um, do it for me um, at a cheap price. So made that happen. Um, And yeah, it's a transition. Um, Definitely paying more at this new spot than I was at the old spot because I am in a one bedroom now as opposed to a two. And so, you know, the as we just talked about on the last episode, living with the roommate, it cuts so many costs for you. Um, sometimes you don't realize how expensive things really are. But, you know, luckily, um, foreseeing that I would be living on my own, I started budgeting, you know, the extra costs that that would take into some of my money that I was like saving and, you know, holding on to towards the end of my stay with Eon. And so uh, I was able to stack up some bread and, you know, make things uh easier for me financially um but nonetheless um you know moving is going to be a hard process transitioning um and i'm gonna have to you know work even harder save even harder 
um, make smarter investment decisions, take less losses in the market, um, just so that I'm retaining more of my money and not wasting it, right? Um, sometimes, you know, like Eon likes to say, you can look at stocks as like legalized gambling, right? Just betting. But you want to make sure sometimes that you're taking profits and you're making decisions that are less of a bet and more of just working a system that you know uh, has high accuracy and isn't up to chance necessarily, even though at the, at the bottom line, the market is still chance, right? But just making sure that your decisions are more stable so that you're not giving as much to chance and more towards like your strategy. Um, so with that being said, yeah, um, that was definitely interesting. So I would say anybody who's moving anywhere soon, just make sure you're budgeting that and considering the fact that certain costs that may be associated with where you're moving to you're not even considering right now. It's not even in your head, but it's a cost that you will have to pay at a certain point. Um, so just to be mindful of that, um, I definitely didn't think I would spend this much money moving. But here I am, you know, groceries. Um, what's it called? Um, the thing that you use to stick to stick stuff to your walls. I'll keep up again with that. What that's called. And then, um, yeah, like I had to get the internet stuff set up. Um, yeah, it's a lot of costs more than I was expecting. Um, but yeah, that is the reasoning behind, you know, the delay in this episode, but I'm glad to be back. Season two is going to be big. I'm going to be talking a lot about, once again, the stock market, probably get a little bit into, into some options, trading stuff, some investing stuff, you know, IPOs, um, stuff to look at with certain companies, because honestly, one of the easiest routes to, you know, getting started on your on being a business person or an entrepreneur of sorts, right? Because some people don't want to actually like run a business, right? But just being, getting into that business mindset and just kind of ownership and, you know, uh, aspect of life, um, it's good to start with investing, just owning something, owning a piece of a company in the form of a stock. Um, that's a great way to start and understand how businesses operate, um, what makes people more interested in businesses, what makes businesses fail, what attracts customers, what attracts shareholders, things of that nature is just very helpful if you in any way, shape, or form want to build business acumen um, over time, you know, for whatever you want to use it for. If it's educational purposes to educate others, your kids, or if it's for you to boss up yourself, or it's, it's just for you to, you know, put the money somewhere that you know is, you know, holding more value than, say, a bank account, right? Um, so, yeah, this, this season is going to be filled with a lot of good stuff. Um, but, you know, today I was just updating you on kind of like some of the stuff that's been going on around me in life. Um, and then now I'm going to talk about, I guess, um, oh, another thing that I want to mention is, yeah, I have started, um, I'm starting a couple side hustles just to supplement my income. So the strategy that I've, uh, that I'm currently in motion with starting this July is just to um, use extra side hustles. So sort of like Grubhub or uh, DoorDash or Instacart. These little, you know, delivery type of um, things where you can kind of make your own schedule and do things on your own time. Maybe if you have nothing to do on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon, for example, you could just knock it out, right? So these type of things are great because um, what I'm going to do with my strategy is just to use that as um, and send it and get my um, deposits for those runs into, a, into an account that I don't really use. Make that my savings, right? So my, my, my regular checking account is already how I get my work deposits when I like my regular nine to five, right? My deposits for that and any extra money I might get doing whatever I do, right? 
and all that money kind of goes to my bills, pays off certain credit card debts, etc., pays off loans, and also, um, you know, um, I use that money to invest. Now, these this is all money that's moving rapidly. Like, there's lots of movement. It's coming in, it's going out, it's going here, it's going there. Lots of movement. So I'm using the side hustle specifically for savings. Um, so how much savings do I want? How much savings am I willing to work for? So however much time I'm willing to dedicate to making these runs and getting this bread up is how much better my savings are going to look as the weeks progress, as the months progress, as the year progresses, right? So this is my current strategy. We'll see how it goes. I'll keep you guys updated. Um, and yeah, so that's that's something that's interesting that I'm trying to start on. So I'll let you guys know how that goes. And um, um, I guess this week in the market, just to close off, um, I know it's been you know only like nine minutes in the show but i think this could be a really quick one um but um my week in the market um was it was all right to say the least um i wasn't aware that you know this friday the market wasn't gonna happen um but it's cool because you know the fourth of july um you know i guess the the celebration of it in terms of i guess um the market and companies and stuff like that a lot of people i guess are making the third a holiday because you know they still want to have that holiday even though the fourth doesn't fall on the on the weekday um so yeah i i didn't know the market was going to be closed on friday but it is um but this week i made really subtle plays and they worked out very well um one thing i realized is sometimes i get trapped in the hype which is you know this person says this stock is golden this person says that stock is golden now you're trapped because you're like, I want to make the best decision. I don't want to lose money. I want to, I want to take my money to the moon. I want to flip a hundred to a thousand. I want to do something crazy. And so sometimes when you get in that mindset, you can kind of get trapped into making a play that somebody's already been in and maybe they've already reaped the benefits or they won't take as much of an L because they got in it early when it was cheaper. And now you're coming into that play, you know, talking about options trading at an inflated premium. And when you have an inflated premium, chances are it can only go down, you know, because by the time, like, if you see it go up, you'll probably be like, oh, I don't want to use a day trade. I want to wait. I want to wait it out. But the drop is going to be horrendous. Um, so, you know, um, I, I've been falling into a lot of those traps. But what I did this week was I just looked at plays that I've been, I've been like looking at myself, just individually making my own, you know, watch list. And I ended up making those plays. And I mean, I did pretty well. I think um, I made a I made 100% on Twitter, I think on like Tuesday. Um, and then I woke up today and I was, um, I think I, I got like 30% on Teladoc and I got 20% or 15 to 20% on DocuSign um, options. But the thing about DocuSign is um, I, 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 I knew that DocuSign was a popular, like had high volume at one point, like a lot of people trading it. And the thing about doing options is you always want to look for something with a good spread, meaning that a lot of people are trading it, right? So when there's a when there's a lot of people trading a stock, there's high volume, the spreads are usually thinner, so your order is going to get filled faster. So for example, if there's a lot of people, like a lot of volume in a certain options player, a certain stock, um, for example, um, the bid might be 150, the ask might be 152, so I just pay 151, right? Now, in a situation where there's not a lot of volume, the bid might be 20 cents, the ask might be a dollar, and so I'm going to pay like 60 cents for it. Now, that's just very undesirable because, you know, it's kind of like 
the, the bigger the gap, the more likely the stock is to drop if anything should go left, like too suddenly, right? So with DocuSign, the issue that I had was it had a lot of volume like last week, but this week its volume has been like kind of slacking. So um, as soon as I bought DocuSign, I was negative. The moment I bought it, I went from like buying it for like, I think I bought two options, two calls for 25 cents or so like 50 cents. As soon as I bought it, I was at like five cents. I was like, why did I buy this? Right. But my new option strategy is just me buying stuff um, at the close, right, where the volume is lower. So the premiums are lower usually. And then um, selling it once we have that, uh, you know, 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. volume like rush to buy stocks. Right. Or to sell them maybe so um i got in docusign so i woke up and it was still negative and i was like oh my goodness i just blew a hundred dollars etc and then docusign picked up some steam and i was able to sell it um for a twenty dollar profit ten dollars you know on each side which isn't bad i was like that's cool um the reason why i sold profit so early is because of the spread and also because i have boeing scars i lost so much money on boeing and i'm uh, and i realized that i should be taking way more profit I kind of sometimes like, you know, throw a Hail Mary with stocks, you know, gamble, do chance. And that's not the way to operate. So I decided to just, you know, be humble, you know, take some profit. And so I took, I think, a 6% profit or like I said, like between 15 and 20%, right? When I checked DocuSign like three hours later, it was at like 600%. So, right, I just said I put in $100 and I left with 120 right, or maybe 130 I could have left, I could have put in a hundred and left with, what's that like, 700 or 800, maybe 600, right? So I took like 120, 130, but I could have left with like $600. But I mean, you live and you learn. Um, I shouldn't have been in that play in the first place because of the spread. Um, but volume picked up during the day, so I would have been okay. But um, yeah, so you live and you learn, right? But um, I like to call the plays I did sleepers because they weren't stuff that I was I wasn't hearing anybody talk about them. Even when DocuSign and Teladoc were both up the day by like twenty dollars, they were up like by a high percent, but nobody was talking about them because you know everybody's kind of focused on what they're focused on. Um, but one thing I've realized is a lot of plays go unnoticed because it's like the hype is built around it in a moment, and then people move to the next biggest thing for hype. But what I like to do is sometimes you know keep that on my watch list and just look at it and watch its progression. It takes more time and energy to do that research yourself. But honestly, like literally I could have made like, if I had just kept my money in some of these plays, I could have made a thousand dollars in three days, just doing, just, just following like certain plays and watch lists that people had like last week that, you know, the hype had died down. So they left it. But sometimes just because the hype dies down doesn't mean the plays aren't still good. Doesn't mean they can't still gap up the next morning, right? You get it at 3 p.m. at $100. And when you wake up at 9.30 a.m. on the next day, it's at 120 or 115 out of nowhere. That happens uh, very frequently with certain plays. Um, Twitter surprised me. Like, I really, I literally woke up and at 9.30, I was, I even woke up late. I think I woke up at like 9.45. So I got to the stock thing at like 10 o'clock and I was up $100 on Twitter. I was like, oh, I mean, let me take this. Right. Um, but that's how sometimes the gap ups work in your favor. And there's a strategy, right, to to be able to find when a, when there might be a good gap up going to happen. So you can just, you know, get a get a call and make sure it, uh, it executes properly.
Um, so yeah, but th- those are some of the sleepers I had, um, you know, this week. Um, so, you know, I've, I started, um, making kind of like a sleeper, um, slash gap up, um, little list on my Robinhood. So I'm just kind of tracking certain stocks right now. On my gap up list, I have Teladoc cause I won, right? DocuSign. I have Twitter on my gap up. I think I have Snap on my gap up. I have um beyond me on my gap up um but it's not it doesn't beyond me doesn't gap that much usually but i have it on my gap up list um what's something i have i think i have crowd strike holdings on my gap up list um so yeah i mean you can do it yourself just look at what um over overnight or over a weekend tends to you know jump right and then just time it right you'll see when okay it looks like it's gonna jump soon and you might miss it by a day or two but at the end of the day, if it's going up, it's going up, and you can make money if you just pick the right time frame for your call option, right? I like to pick out, I like to, I'm moving more away from like two weeks away to more three weeks away, just personally, because it's safer, right? I don't, I, I'm, I'm not too risky, right? Sometimes, I'm, the only time I'm risky is mostly with like how long I hold an option, but not really about um how I how I pick my dates. I don't really like the same same week ending uh, options personally. Um, I like to give it time in case it does, you know, kind of like DocuSign, how it did start the day negative and then it went positive. I don't want it to start the day negative and because, um, you know, I, I have an option that expires the same week, it just, you know, exp- like expires worthless on the spot just off of a gap down um, in the morning, right? So yeah, that's um that's my week in a nutshell. Um please check out um Forever Slow Stroking. I will have that um I'll have that in my bio um for you to check it out. So Eon left us, but he didn't, you know, he didn't leave the scene. He is still very active in the financial scene. He's very active on social media, very active when it comes to helping other people on their financial journeys, whatever that may mean. He is a natural born hustler. Um, and, you know, he gets it how he lives. He likes to say, I get in where I fit in, you know. So, um, yeah, definitely check out Eon's podcast. The information is in the notes. You can also I'll put his email down if you want to reach out to him for anything. He is always available. The Hustle Class content information will also be in the notes of the show. Please make sure you share this with a friend. If you want to get in, started investing or need, have a friend who wants to get started investing, don't be afraid or hesitant to reach out. Um, you know, I'm an open book. Everything I know, I give to everybody else. Um, you know, I'm not keeping game from anybody. We all deserve it. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, winners don't hate on winners. You know, you don't see Kobe and, you know, Jordan and LeBron, like, debating with each other. That's for the people who aren't in their shoes to debate them. But winners win. And winners support other winners. So if you're here to win, you know, you want to be in the winner circle, just holler at me anytime. Um, so, yeah. We're back, and this is, I guess, officially season two, Um, Hustle Class. Talk to y'all later.